Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we are reading this week on Shabbos, we're reading the Parsha of Kisavo. Kisavo includes within it the Klala against Klala Yisrael, that if we do Averos, we're going to be punished uh, in kind for the Averos that we've committed. Although one Pasuk seems to imply that the punishment is not really in kind. No, it's not really a, a reciprocation for what we've done. It's hard to uh, understand how the crime matches uh, matches with the punishment that's that's given for it. The Pasuk tells us after the whole Klala, The Pasuk tells us that all of this is tachas, is because you didn't worship a Kaddish Baruch who sounds like in happiness, with happiness, what's the Pasuk mean? So the Rashi is a different understanding, which is a little bit easier to understand, although still difficult. Rashi says in his commentary on the uh, Psukim, Rashi says that the Pasuk means, You're going to be punished now with this terrible color. Why? Because you didn't worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu, tachas, because you didn't worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when you were even when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you all the blessings in the world, you still didn't worship him. So for sure, you're going to deserve the call of punishment that the uh, curses uh, testify to uh, in these Psukim. But the Rambam understood differently. The Rambam understood what we would, I think, read as the Pashat Shah and the Pasuk, the simple read, is that Tachas Hasher Hashem means that the reason that you're punished, the reason you're going to get all this terrible klala is because you didn't worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because you didn't have happiness and joy and excitement in your Avodah Hashem. And so many people focus on that message that it's such a, terrifying uh, terrifying idea that we could do all the mitzvahs in the world, all 613 mitzvahs, but if we do it without an excitement, without a fire, without a passion, without a simcha v'tub lebav, then it warrants the klala. Now, that's a that's a very, very, very frightening message, but it's frightening to the point where it's almost unachievable. It's very hard to imagine that uh, we'll be punished with that terrible klala all because of our mindset when we kept the mitzvahs. So a person has to work hard to understand what exactly that Pusik means according to that interpretation. But I wanted to share with you yet a third interpretation, which I bet none of you ever, ever heard. It's a very interesting, creative, and sharp read of the Psukim, and it leaves us with a different, also challenging, but different, and in, in one way will make it a little more attainable challenge and message that we're supposed to take from the Pasuk. The Pasuk again tells us all of the Klala, all of the curses that will befall the Klala Yisrael when they do the wrong thing. And the Pasuk says, What does that mean? So Rav David Salavechik, Rav David Salavechik was the youngest son of the Briska Rabbi Belpo Salavechik. He passed away about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. So Rav David Salavechik had an interesting Vartorah that he used to share. They quote this in the biography. He used to say that the Pshat in is that a person can not worship a Kaddish Baruch Hu in two ways. A person can be low avarata Hashem al-Kecha in two ways. First, he can be an, a person who's an Eino Ovid Hashem. We make mistakes. We do Averos. We slip up. It's true. All of us make mistakes. In all different areas, Benam Lamako, Benam Lachabero. So there's a Asher low avarata Hashem al-Kecha. There's a way of making mistakes where you're not being Ovid Hashem properly. But it's a whole nother level, says Rav David. Listen to this. A whole nother level the Pasuk is telling us about when a person is that a person doesn't worship a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he's happy in doing so. That not only does he do disservice to Hashem, not only does he neglect mitzvahs, not only does he violate mitzvahs, but while he's violating those mitzvahs, while he's making those mistakes, while he's getting into Zietzer Hara, he's besimcha about those averos, about those mistakes. Says Rav David, the Pasuk is telling us, you know why you got a klala? Because not only were you not worshiping Hashem, Kaddish Baruch is understanding. We make mistakes. He would know if we made a, if we did a virus, he'd be forgiving. He'd understand that. But you're really going to get a klala. Why? 
Because when you were violating those Averos, you were besimcha v'tuv levav. Tachas asher lo avadat Hashem lokecha. You didn't worship Hashem. Besimcha v'tuv levav through simcha and happiness and joy and excitement. That was how you were makayin those Averos. An unbelievable pshat. And it's a scary pshat. And it's a deep, deep musr for all of us. But I hope, I hope that musr is not applicable to most of us. I hope that most of us don't feel that we do Averos in our lives with zest and happiness and excitement and passion. All the things we spoke about before, the way we're supposed to do mitzvos. So then what is a message that we can take? What is a message that relates more to us? So there's a very, very beautiful chasam cipher that I heard uh, a while back at a Levaya. The We know on, on Yom Kippur, we do tshuva for many, many things. And one of the things we do, we see it in the Al-Chet, we clap Al-Chet during the Shemayin Esther on Yom Kippur, is we clap Al-Chet for Al-Chet Shechatanu Lefanecha Ba'aynas Uveratzon. We clap Al-Chet, we say, I'm sorry, Kaddish Baruch Hu, for all the Averis we did, Be'ratzon makes sense, willfully, and then also Be'ones, things that we did totally unwillfully, totally not by our own design, we were forced into those Averos. The Pasuk in last week's Parsha told us, Onas Rechamanapatri was from last week's Parsha, Vlanar Lasasadavar, the worst imaginable case, a terrible, horrible case of real Onus, of someone being forced into an action they had no desire whatsoever to complete. But still, on Yom Kippur, we're clapping Al-Chait, we're saying Al-Chait Shechatan Ulefanecha, but Onus Uveratzon. Why are we apologizing for an Onus? If it wasn't our fault, why are we apologizing? Why are we doing tshuva? So the Chesam Seifer said an amazing thing. Listen closely here. The Chesam Seifer said it's true. A person sets an alarm in the morning and he plans to get up for his man Kriyashma. And he plans to dive on the minion and the alarm doesn't go off. Or he was so tired that he sleeps through the alarm. He was a total onus. There was just no way to have fixed that problem. So you're an onus. You didn't do the wrong thing. You didn't do an act of Isser. But how do you feel when you miss minion? How do you feel when you don't make his man Kriyashma? So most of us hopefully feel, ay, nebuch, terrible, guilty. But does sometimes a person wake up and feel, oh, that was a good rest. Okay, I missed my Krishna, but I feel a little refreshed. Or, okay, I didn't make it to Minion, but at least my diving will only be 15 minutes instead of 18 minutes at the Minion I usually dive at. I saved three minutes. This is Gishmak. How does a person feel? How do they process that onus? Are they besimcha ubetuv levav when they have an onus, when they have an excuse? You're not going to be held accountable for the fact that you accidentally, very accidentally, unwillfully, but onus messed up. But we clap al-chait, says the Chassam Seifer, because sometimes even when we have an excuse, that excuse feels good. We get a little bit of hana, we get a little bit of enjoyment out of the fact that we're not doing the right thing. We miss that minion because we're taking care of our kids. It was an onus. We're supposed to take care of our kids, get them on the bus. We couldn't make the minion. But do you feel bad about it sufficiently? Do you feel like next time you're going to do better? Do you feel like you wish that with all your might in the world, you could have prevented that onus? If you don't, then that's a shtikl akim of tachas asher lo Hashem lokecha v'tuvlevav. A little bit of a geschmack, a little bit of a happiness, and accidentally, albeit, but doing the wrong thing. One avoda that we can certainly take on over the next few weeks as we lead into Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is to think in our lives, not only of the Averos that we do. Unfortunately, there are plenty of those that we have to account for as well. But how do we feel about those Averos? And how do we feel about those Averos even when we couldn't control the circumstances? And B'siyat Deshmaya, if we clap Al-Khayt properly on the Ones and on the Ratzon on Yom Kippur, then maybe, maybe in the future, we don't enjoy it so much in the present, then maybe in the future we can be more preventative and preempt those Averos from ever occurring.